Hello, everyone, and welcome to Interactions and Attractions, a podcast that explores rural tourism and all that North Carolina has to offer. I'm your host, Carol Klein, part of the Uplift program and a tourism professor at Appalachian State University. And I am so excited to embark on this adventure with all of our listeners and special guests. In this podcast, we'll be exploring the ins and outs of the tourism industry through conversations with some of the brightest minds in the industry. From seasoned tourism experts to inspiring community leaders and valuable state partners, we'll hear their stories, insights, and passions for the destinations that they hold dear. Come along with us to discover how tourism can aid the local economy, preserve ecosystems, and celebrate the diversity of our cultures. Welcome everyone. We are here today with Terry Dennison. Terry is the Director of Communications and Marketing for Elizabethtown, North Carolina, which is in Bladen County. So Terry, my first question to you, welcome, welcome, welcome. Where is Bladen County? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on here. Um, We like to call Bladen County Mother Nature's Playground first and foremost. We are part of the coastal region of North Carolina. We are in the southeastern part of of North Carolina in between Fayetteville and Wilmington is probably the best way. So we're intercoastal. Awesome. So you've you've obviously got Elizabethtown in your county. What are some of the other um, places that the listeners may may or may not have heard of that uh, reside within Bladen County? Uh, probably first and foremost, they've heard of White Lake, which is um, in a tourist destination, a family gathering beach resort for over 100 years. And then... We have uh, one significant, uh, actually a couple national historic areas that are significant. Uh, Harmony Hall is a place in White Oak that some people may have heard about. And um, we also have the Browns Creek Bike Park, which a lot of mountain bikers know about. They consider it one of the best mountain bike trails in the eastern part of North Carolina. So those are some of our highlights. Oh, and wineries. Gosh, I didn't, we have a couple wineries. Yeah, (laughs) come on. You're talking to me here. Tell me about the wineries. Tell me the important stuff. (laughs) Well, we have um, two wineries in the area. The Cape Fear Winery and Now Distillery is um, right inside Elizabethtown itself. A wonderful place, great destination, lots to do for the whole day. Um, They've, like I said, they've opened a distillery, they have a gift shop, they have a petting zoo, uh, they're connected to a park, so you can do a nice um, 1.3 mile walk around it. It's a beautiful place. And then we have Lou Mill Vineyard, totally different um, wine experience, but uh, you do, you can sit on their back patio and look out over the ponds and the vineyards. You can actually go for a walk through the vineyards, you can fish in their ponds. Um, they, they've been one of the leaders in different technologies in wine producing, especially for the muscadine variety in the state. 
So two different wineries, but both great experiences. Very cool. And I know at Lou Mill, um, we held an event there uh, earlier in the year and um, the Uplift uh, team got to spend the night in their uh, cottages mm -hmm. that they have for rent as well. Oh, yes, they have beautiful cottages and the Cape Fear um, Winery also has beautiful cottages. Oh, nice. So yeah, you can come and stay overnight and try out all their wines and tour the area. And just stumble back to your cottage. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's good thinking. Good, very good strategy. So, so tell us about your current role, the Director of Communications and Marketing. What does that entail? How do you interface with tourism? How do you interface with the community? As the director of marketing and communication, um, one of my one of my jobs, one of my tasks, is to run the chamber of commerce, which of course is a member membership based organization that serves mostly small businesses in Bladen County, and tourism is a a big part of our small businesses in the area. So we try to support them. Uh, as the Chamber of Commerce, we have acted as the Tourism Destination Authority for the county. We don't have an official one in Bladen County, but we have been promoting Bladen County. We've branded the area as Mother Nature's Playground. So there's a mix of both economic development and tourism. And anybody who doesn't believe that tourism is a part of economic development really has blinders on nowadays. You, it, it has to be recognized. It is a force. It brings new dollars into your community. You're not circulating old dollars. You're bringing new dollars in. So tourism is a, a big part of our economy here. Oh, cool. You you almost dipped your toe into the multiplier effect of tourism. But I love that. Um, and, and, you know, numbers have come out recently from Visit NC. They do amazing research um, and, and in general. And then uh, we just found out that tourism is a 33.3 billion with a B as in boy, mm -hmm. uh, billion dollar industry in the state. I always like to like ask my students to guess how, you know, big they think the economic impact is. And they always, you know, start like 2 million. I'm like, a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're always amazed when they find out that it's not just heads in beds. It's, you know, your food and beverage, your, you know, your transportation, how are people getting there? Um, the right. retail sales at your local shop. So there's a lot of right. different things that affect it. And, you know, when you start talking to them about sales tax, not occupancy tax with, with heads and beds, but sales tax and the use of sales tax to support your municipality and its services, you can start to see why it's important to get those new dollars into your community and get getting people visiting your area so that, you know, there is an increase in sales tax, which you know, ultimately helps. Yeah. And as you mentioned, as you, you just you just said, um, when visitors come into the area, they're bringing new money. And so, you know, a, a community could exist with everyone circulating their own money. Um, me supporting your floral shop, the florist supporting my bakery and, and so on. But the, the overall increase in wealth doesn't happen one way it can happen is for visitors to bring that new wealth in and elevate that whole scale of the economy. Oh, absolutely. And and we see it, I think we were at fi uh, 51 
million here in uh, Bladen County, and we're one of the smaller counties. But you know, the, and and we've seen an increase from 2019 pre pre pandemic to to now a significant increase, and we're happy about that. Yeah, and you and you know you make a good point again that it you know absolutely there's a lot of visitor uh, activity in the cities in our metropolitan areas and that is not only leisure travel but also meetings conventions business travel but I think sometimes people forget that tourism is such an economic driver in our rural communities where there is such an abundance of natural resources right? Na Mother Nature's playground and, and, and heritage and cultural resources, such as in Blaine County. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, there's a fine balance with that, though. You want to bring people into your rural area, but you also want to keep that, that whole atmosphere, the aesthetics of your rural area. So it even takes more planning to make sure that that's handled correctly. Nice. Yeah. Now, now you mentioned, Terry, you mentioned the Chamber of Commerce and how that's a membership based organization. And we really haven't gotten into it uh, in too much detail on interactions and attractions yet. So so I want to ask you, um, you know, sometimes why why is a TDA sometimes, you know, a, an independent organization? Why is a TDA sometimes part of the chamber? Why sometimes there is no TDA and it's the chamber doing the tourism work? It's all kind of confusing to someone maybe who's not in the industry or me who's, who is in the industry. I think it really depends on what works locally for each organization. Um, Bladen County is one of the very few counties in the state of North Carolina that does not have an occupancy tax. TDAs are typically supported by an occupancy tax. And when you, when you create a TDA, you set the rules on how it's going to be administered, what work it's going to do, those type of things. So each area can be different. And I think in a rural area, you usually end up with the same people at the table, whether you call it the chamber, the TDA, or you know whatever, because of the small nature of a rural area. Um, I think that's, you know, it's, it's how to make it work best for your area, what makes the most amount of sense uh, to, to make it work. We are, we are investigating the potential of a TDA for Bladen County right now. Um, I don't know, it's too early in the process to say where that's going to go. But in my past experience, and I, I come from running a very large DMO in, in Northern Pennsylvania, um, that you need somebody who's focusing on tourism, who understands the ins and outs of tourism and, and the niches. Tourism has many, many niches in it. So you've got to understand those as well. And sometimes it's better to have a person that's dedicated to that discussion and that development. Oh, no doubt. Because if you don't have a person waking up every morning and that's what they're thinking about, then of course they're going to, their attention's going to be divided. Their energy is going to be divided. Like their paycheck has to come from an entity like a TDA. Um, right. So, so you said that Bladen County doesn't have a TDA, a tourism development authority. Let's, let's get that out there. So why doesn't uh, Bladen County have a TDA? 
I just don't think it was it was part of what they had thought about in the past. You know, they were a small county. When I got here in 2019, um, White Lake certainly was an area that tourists were coming to, but they were only coming seasonally. They were coming from Memorial Day to Labor Day. And, you know, we've started the discussions about this is perfect. It's a perfect climate for year-round visitation, especially when you start looking at all the different types of outdoor recreation, not just water-based recreation that happens at White Lake and the beach, but the hiking trails, the biking trails, everything else, fishing, hunting, all of that adds to what outdoor recreation should be. Um, that's why we developed Mother Nature's Playground to start talking about all those aspects and to start getting the local residents to buy into, you know, these are activities they enjoyed and have not looked at it as being somebody else might come here because they want to do the same things that I enjoy doing. So we've, um, you know, outdoor recreation is really in the last four years become more of what we're looking at as as well as the whole lifestyle that goes with spending, you know, a summer weekend at White Lake. Right. It's all part of the mix. Well, and you, 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 this is an aside, because I want to get back to the occupancy tax and the TDA. Um, uh, this is an aside. You made a comment at a meeting a while back, and I remembered it was so brilliant. You said that because, because you just referenced the climate and how nice it is here. And, and I remember you saying that, you know, we were talking about year of the trail because 2023 is the year of the trail. Not that we're going to stop using trails at the end of the calendar year, but it's a kickoff. We're going to just continue to celebrate all the amazing trail resources we have in North Carolina. And you've mentioned a couple of them, but you said, you know, the, the climate here in North Carolina and, and in Blaine County is so nice. It's so warm. It's so mild that maybe we in North Carolina, we don't start getting out on the trails until like, well, okay, me, like April, maybe, you know, April. But but someone who is in the northern part of the United States or Canada, they're ready to come down in February because that's mm -hmm. so much milder than what they're experiencing in their their, their local location, their home location, that that's an excellent marketing opportunity. And I just thought that was, that was, you know, so brilliant. And, and we've been, we're pursuing that here. Um, we did have one of the first year of the trail festivals in February over President's Day weekend this past year. It, it, it was amazing because it did a couple things. First of all, it, it really alerted everybody to what we just talked about, to the fact that, our weather is the people up north are suffering from cabin fever at that point. If they are not snowshoers or downhill skiers, there's not much else to do. And, you know, they want to come out, they want to hike, they want to experience our weather. Our hikes, um, especially here in the southeastern part of North Carolina, are a little bit easier than climbing up and down the mountains in western North Carolina. But, you know, they're, they're still exercised. They're still getting out. They're still enjoying nature. So we have made a decision to continue our trail festival weekend. Um, we're gearing up right now for it in President's Day weekend 2024. We will continue it. One of the other benefits that we saw with creating the Year of the Trail Festival was 
it got a lot of the partners talking together who had never worked together before. We had state parks and state forests at the table. We had the bird watchers at the table, the mountain bikers, the, the hikers. They, everybody came to the table and it, it was really refreshing. It was probably one of the easiest festivals to put on because everybody took their piece and said, I'm running with this. And they did it. So it was really, you know, really quite invigorating to have it happen. Oh, amazing. And and yeah, like, you know, textbook stuff about tourism development, you want the the benefits of tourism to span the community. You want those to be shared, but you also need the costs of the the, the tourism development to be shared. Um, that that's sort of your textbook uh, uh, definition. And it sounds like that's happening. It is. And it, it, it was really good. And we now have a strong tourism. We call it the Tourism Promotion Committee. Huh. And um, they're moving they're moving forward with with other things. And, you know, even looking at how do we create more of an outdoor recreation economy here yeah. in Bladen County? You know, what is possible? We don't have outfitters right now. We don't really even have a bike shop. Um, you know, how can we bring more of that again? local economic development how do we make more of that happen by you know making sure there's there's somebody to use those products that are being sold or made in the area so if there's an outfitter or a bike shop listening and they want to expand into uh, other parts of north carolina sounds like bladen county could be a a, a good spot they can win my attention if they just bring me an e-bike i'll be fine <laughs> oh okay that's all that's all it takes okay <laughs> uh, so, um, so the the trail event that happened this past February will that be happening mm -hmm. every year? Love it. It is okay. our goal. It is our goal to make it happen every year. Um, you know, same type of guided activities. Some, you know, just here's where to go activities. A couple of let's get together and have a campfire and some music activities as well. So, both uh, nice. recreation and relaxation. Nice. So when people are done with the whole holiday season and they're like thinking, they're reflecting back on their New Year's resolutions, they're like, damn it, I haven't really exercised the way I thought I should. And it's February. I'm going to go Bladen County. I'm going to get out on a trail. That's that's your goal. That's our goal. And and we have lots of lodging that can adopt, accommodate them. So, you know, lots to offer. I love that. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the TDA conversation. So you said that that people are exploring the the opportunity, the option, maybe the potential of of forming a TDA, a Tourism Development Authority, in Bladen County. What does that take? It takes first of all, it'll take consensus amongst all of the lodging facilities. And um, because they, they have to collect the tax. So it, it takes consensus. Um, and then a form of legislation has to be um, passed at the state level. And then we need to set up policies, procedures, and, you know, some type of work plan to move forward on that. And a board, of course. There would have to be a board set up. So it sounds like there needs to be a lot of buy-in. Um, a lot of understanding of, of the benefits of, of tourism, um, which obviously there's economic benefits that we've discussed. Um, and and you've, you've already mentioned some of the other um, non-economic benefits. Uh, so so if, is, there, is there more non-economic benefits you 
want to mention or is there a, a particular tourism success story you might want to mention? I I go back to it it becomes a mindset. People often think, you know, I can be out there promoting my property in a silo, doing it by myself. But the reality is, you know, you've got to hit a consumer several different times to get them to make that final commitment. And they need, they're attracted to an area first or an activity first. They're not attracted, usually, unless you're Walt Disney, you know, you're Disneyland, they're not attracted to a property first and foremost. So, you know, there has to be that buy-in amongst all of those who benefit from bringing tourism into the area to work towards promoting the whole area, not just their, their own little property. And that's a that's a mentality sometimes it's hard to get over, but once you see the bigger picture, you, you understand, oh yeah, we, we have to work together, you know, to bring people in. So, um, and then there's a greater sense of union, a greater sense of, you know, talking about the brand and making sure the brand experience lives up to the story that you're telling people. Right. So there's, there's a lot of pieces to it. Wow. Okay. Good. Very good. Um, so you, we've we've talked we've talked a little bit about your community. We've talked about some things happening in your community. What would you say is the most unique thing about your community? I think for for this area of um, North Carolina, we are a different experience than what you're going to get in our in some of our neighboring counties, especially those that are closer to the ocean. Um, we can give you a bit of history. Elizabethtown itself is celebrating its 250th anniversary. It's one of the older, older established towns. You know, a, a Revolutionary War battle happened here, which, you know, you could walk where it was. Uh, and then a sense of the modern, too. So you're getting the past, you're getting the modern, and you're getting outdoors. And one thing I'd like to say is that the people are just so warm and and hospitable here that you know there there's there's this welcoming air in the area that's for sure nice nice um and and so then what are some of the challenges about your area particularly in your current role as serving as the destination marketing organization but yet there's no occupancy tax there's no tda budget well, money is a big part because there isn't the budget to do the type of promotions you want. So we've got to be creative. Um, we've got to make sure we're tied into everything that's going on around us. So we work in a, in a larger region. Um, we are active members of Coast Toast, which is the regional tourism group for Eastern North Carolina. Um, we, you know, we've got to look, I was in Fayetteville the other day and I was talking to this, one of the people from the CVB there. And she told me that she quite often sends people to our wineries when they're coming to visit Fayetteville, they need something, you know, they've explored what they could in the city and they were just looking for somewhere to go outside and she sends them to our wineries. And I thought, well, that's wonderful because, you know, we, you got to do that mix. So there's a lot there's a lot of cross promotion that has to happen and you have to put down your your county borders and realize people are traveling all over so you know they don't see 
They don't, you know, beeper doesn't go off on their car saying, beep, 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 you've just moved out of Bladen County. It doesn't happen. You know, they don't care. They're, they're going to they're gonna visit everywhere, and it's good for all of us. And I think that that idea of let's work together is um, that's where places are successful, when they understand that they're not in it alone, but they can work with other people, especially when they have a limited budget. You know, bring it together and work together. And Terry, you're bringing up a, a wonderful point that we have uh, mentioned earlier on this podcast. Uh, visitors don't know where the county line is. They, you know, they they don't care, right? We care, but they don't care, and they're they're here to visit uh, regional attractions and and working regionally and collaboratively is where it's at. That is how destinations can be successful. Mm-hmm. So I want to switch gears here just a minute and talk about you, talk about your career. And um, and the name of the podcast is Interactions and Attractions. Uh, and so I want to hear about an interaction. Uh, was there some key relationship that brought you into the tourism world? And, and when was that? Oh, gosh. Um, I started out in my career out of college. I, I have a communication with a specialty in broadcast and public relations. So I started out in the cable industry and found myself in Northern Pennsylvania where the fourth largest cable company uh, was located, was headquartered and did some work for them. But as I delved into the new place where I lived, I started seeing how important tourism was to them. And an opportunity came up to take over the County Visitors Bureau. I was literally in the county's visitor bureau for less than two months when a um, an article appeared in the Philadelphia Inquirer, which talked about a U.S. scenic highway that a lot of people were traveling. And I found myself as a CVB director right in the middle of this highway. And I joined partners with nine other or eight other CVBs, and we created a larger DMO for that. Um, that DMO led to becoming a state heritage area in the state of Pennsylvania. So I ran both a state heritage area and a DMO for the last 25 years up until 2019 and um, had a lot of work both with uh, Pennsylvania has 12 heritage areas in it. So we were we were quite a close knit group, all of us helping each other. It was highways. It was industries. The, depending on the heritage area's focus, but we we all worked together. Um, during that time, I got a master's in tourism planning and development, and I found that tourism was just, it was something that spoke to me. It was, it was, it was a way of understanding the world when you travel and a way of bringing people into your world to have them understand what goes on inside of you know, your world. And I remember being at an event back when the travel industry of America was called the travel industry of America. And the, um, the president at that time said something about tourism and travel is really the way to world peace because people are going out and understanding other societies and learning something about their neighbor that they would not know. And, and I just felt that really spoke to my heart and that's how I got involved in travel and tourism. Um, and what ultimately when I, when I made the decision that I no longer liked winter and I didn't want to deal with icy roads, 
I looked for a position in the Carolinas because we love the Carolinas and um, ended up in my current position here in 2019. Amazing. I love that. And it sounds like, you know, everything in, in Pennsylvania, everything you did there, that's really laid the groundwork for where you learned how to, to work collaboratively and across regions and, and you that's that's where you discovered that like the tenant for success is is partnerships absolutely you you cannot one of the newest things in pennsylvania that has really gotten a lot of attention in the tourism world is the pennsylvania wilds Mm -hmm. um, which is really focusing on outdoor natural recreation in a sustainable manner and building businesses to thrive from that area. And I'm proud to say that I was one of the original um, stakeholders and steering committee members to create the Pennsylvania Wild. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I'm going to quickly steer us away from Pennsylvania tourism. We are not going to talk about that. No, this is a North Carolina podcast. So um, so speaking of partnerships, um, Bladen County and Uplift have a partnership. We are working together on stuff. Um, what, um, what are you hoping to get out of this partnership? We're almost a year in. I, I really find the value, especially with Uplift, is some of the education that is happening with the stakeholders and the partners. Um, we're just coming off of last month's festival uh, workshop, which I think provided some very good information. I am sharing that toolbox with our other festivals in our area. Um, festivals are hard for people because it's usually a small volunteer group that's trying to put a festival on. So with that toolbox, they're given some really good templates. They're given some good ideas on how to move forward um, with their festivals. And I actually gave an assignment to an intern to take that toolbox and apply, apply all of the templates to our trail festival weekend in January and to give me that back as a report. (laughs) And you're talking about the, the the festival uh, training that was done regionally in the Southeast of North Carolina done with the Smithsonian institution. Yes. Yes. It was fabulous. What else would you like out of this partnership? What would you like to see happen in Bladen County? In Bladen County, I'd like to be able to create um, some more itinerary, some more connection with the the other surrounding towns. Elizabethtown and White Lake work well together. We need to, you know, bring in Dublin and, and White Oak and, and Bladenboro and, and just get everybody on board, recognizing that we're in it together. Um, and then and then even broader, bringing in our surrounding areas and our surrounding um counties and and working together we do have a good relationship the the directors who are responsible for promotion in the other counties we do all have a good relationship so i'm that i'm seeing um i would love to see our numbers increase i'm not lying when the tourism impact numbers come out for 2023 i hope we see them increase uh, it's always good to have numbers to show those people that are concerned with numbers. <laughs> so. And and by numbers, you mean the spending of visitors as as well as right. the bodies. So the bodies and the dollars. Yes. Okay. Yes. Excellent. Um, and and then you know you do you have an amazing relationship with the, your surrounding your your compadres in in your surrounding counties, and and that is just so good to see. Um, 
but you mentioned Coast Host um, earlier on. That is a regional DMO. To, what does that look like? That is an organization of um, probably TDAs or people in charge of tours and promotion and attractions and some other tourism-related businesses. It's a membership organization. Uh, It covers all of Eastern North Carolina. So we have members that are in the Outer Banks down to, you know, Wilmington and, and the beach towns. Um, really all the way, probably from 95 East, I would say the membership comes from. Is it like 40 counties or something? 40? Yeah. Okay. yeah. And, and it's just about, sometimes it's simple as sharing ideas or one of the best thing is when we, we have meetings that are held in a certain locale and you get to go out and find out what's in another area. Because again, cross promotion is important. If you're gonna if you're gonna sell your area, you also have to be able to sell the state and your region of the state and talk about why somebody should come, you know, to to Eastern North Carolina. And here's why. And if you haven't been here, if you haven't been to New Bern, you need to go to New Bern. If you haven't been to Wilmington, you need to come to Wilmington. Those type of things. I love that. And yeah, I don't know if it's forty or not. I. That that seems like an awful lot, but it is a lot. It's it's a lot. It's like you said, I-95 East is a lot of counties. And not only is it a lot of counties, it's a lot of ground covered. These mm-hmm. these are some of the counties are smaller, but some of them, especially in your area, are quite large. A lot of landmass. Huge amount of landmass. And I think one of the interesting things, and we haven't talked about it too, um, and it goes back to the question of what what I'd like to see for Bladen County. Um, I'd like to see us really embrace our history a lot better. And I've been very um, boisterous about that during our uplift meetings, you know, being able to tell the stories of this area, there are some amazing stories. And one of those stories is agriculture. Yes. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. What has developed from this area in the form of agriculture. And we're very fortunate that we have a couple places here that have been able to pivot, you know, when, when, when they had to move away from tobacco and start growing peanuts or even looking at muscadine grapes and how do we, how do we build on that? And those are great stories that I think people would find very interesting. Oh, very much so. And you, you have been vocal about that. And, and we are in the midst of planning um, an agritourism uh, webinar uh, which no doubt is going to be more than one part. I'm thinking it's going to be like three different parts, and we'll be releasing that in the um, in the new year, um, a webinar so that if folks already have an agritourism business and they want to scale up, they want to add a different piece, maybe they just want to attend and see what they're missing, or if they want to start an agritourism uh, business, we it'll it'll start from the ground up. But you know that covers everything from like liability to how do you price your product, how do I market, what should I be doing, how do I program it, what's the flow. It's 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 um it, it doesn't doesn't get to the marketing aspect that you and I have talked about uh, necessarily uh, because it's not completely about marketing, but it will. Um, that's where we're going to start uh, in responding to that. Oh, I like that. I think that'll be really valuable. Well, and there's so so many people in the state that have resources for folks who want to start an agritourism. So we'll be pulling in from all kinds of experts uh, around the state. 
to, to talk about that. We just had a gentleman in the office from a southern part of the county mm-hmm. who is starting to do some, I don't want to call it specialty meat products, but more of a higher um, grade of what to, to offer. It's not going to be the stuff you can go to the supermarket and buy, mm-hmm. you know, your pork and your beef. But we had a conversation with him. He's hoping to open a storefront and he was looking for some advice and and uh, we led him to our small business center to help him. And, and we know that the small business center has actually linked him up with some other agencies that can help him. But I think that's all of it. It takes all of us to help build something. And, I, you know, that kind that's a success story to be able to build from that. And then eventually he might be able to offer, you know, there might be restaurants that can say we're offering so-and-so's, you know, pork or, or something so that it, it's more, I know when I, le- when I travel, I'd like to, I like to find the places that are owned by the mom and pops and that I get an authentic meal and, and, you know, we're helping this one farmer be able to do that. Right. Right. And you mentioned the SBC, the small business center that, like you said, it's, we, it, it, we, we are all in it together. Um, so this episode will, uh, be airing in, um, I'm going to say like October, November. Um, so, so with keeping that in mind, what are some upcoming events that the listeners can hear about and still may be able to participate in towards the end of the year or even, uh, beginning of 2024? Well, Christmas is really big for us here in Bladen County. Um, we have, we like to say, come for the shopping, stay for the lights. We have, you know, a wonderful downtown section, Elizabethtown. We have scattered throughout the county, very unique little shopping experiences that people could enjoy. Then we, of course, have the Festival of Lights at Lou Mill Vineyard, which is a drive-through amazing light experience. And we have Lighting of the Lake at White Lake, where people light up their docks and their piers. And uh, really, you know, it's a, it's a very festive time for us. Our farmer's market has something going on, a themed event every weekend. Uh, so there's, there, there's a lot going on. You could come here, take a weekend, enjoy, you know, our wineries, stop at our unique shops, visit our farmer's market, visit our little, you know, our shops, our downtown, and then see the lights and, you know, feel like it's, it's Christmas. (laughs) So it sounds really pleasant and relaxing, but yeah, you get a little bit of shopping done, contribute to the local economy. We, you know, shop local. Yeah. I love that. Love that. Um, and, and Blaine County is not hard to get to. Um, you know, if you're coming from Virginia, if you're coming from South Carolina, if you're coming from, you know, anywhere sort of east of Winston-Salem, I mean, it's just not hard to get to. Just find your way to 95 and then (laughs) get off at Fayetteville, Lumberton, wherever you are, (laughs) head east, you're going to run into us. Well, Terry Dennison, I'm so happy you could be here on Interactions and Attractions. Um, I want to ask you one final question, um, and you have to give me one answer, okay? What is your favorite attraction in the state? Well, that's hard because I... Well, I know. I know. It is hard. I love everything. (laughs) I'm a traveler. I love to travel. (laughs) 
I think I think that the Browns Creek Mountain Bike Park is one of the best mountain bike parks I've ever, ever, ever used. And, and if I didn't do the job I'm doing now, I still would be out there hiking. I wish I could get back on my mountain bike. I haven't tried yet. Um, but it is so well done and it's a bunch of volunteers that really upkeep it. It's if, if my recommendation to any listeners, if you have not come to Elizabethtown and done the mountain bike park, Browns Creek Mountain Bike Park, please come. You'll be amazed. You think it's flat here. You get into those trails, you'll understand that it is not. And you better be ready. <laughs> and and you mentioned hiking. So like, I don't have to have a bike in order to. No. Okay. Love that. Nope. It's a nature park too. So the trail is meant to be used by um, multiple different users. It's narrow gauge. <laughs> so do I bring something to eat with me or is there some, some places to explore nearby? Oh, no, 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 no. When you get done doing your hike and, and they have a total amount of 17 miles of trail now at this point, um, I would recommend not hiking 17 miles without backpacking in, but um, there's plenty of places to eat. The winery is right across 87 from it. Um, you know, there's, you can reward yourself. There's ice cream plate. You know, you'll be fine. Reward yourself after you do it. <laughs> I'll be fine. Okay, cool. Because I really like to eat. I, as much as I like hiking and outdoors, I, I got to eat. I like eating. Well, this has been delightful. Terry Dennison, Director of Communications and Marketing for Elizabethtown, North Carolina, which is in Bladen County. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of Interactions and Attractions. Thank you. That's all we have today on Interactions and Attractions. Thank you all for joining us. Stay tuned every Monday and Friday for new releases and be sure to stay updated on what Uplift is doing through our social media. The Uplift program is funded under award 04790789 from the Economic Development Administration, U.S. Department of Commerce. The conversations, insights, and recommendations are those of the podcast production team and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Economic Development Administration or the U.S. Department of Commerce.